0: Set a spark to your integrated business and marketing strategies with America's top entrepreneurs and business leaders here at Integrate & Ignite with your host, Lori Jones.
1: Welcome to the Integrate & Ignite podcast. Denita Bai is the founder of Sales Growth Specialists and author of Millennials Manor proven technologies for building your next-gen leader. She is a leadership and sales development expert with successes that range from sales leader at Xerox Corporation to private equity ownership roles, which gave her coaching and mentoring experience and the ability to build leaders of all ages. With a Master's of Arts in Transformational Leadership, she has served on the boards of private Christian universities. She is a mother of three millennials and passionate about energizing and equipping business leaders who see investing in their millennial leaders as a key to business growth and succession strategy integral to their leadership legacy. She makes her home in North Dakota, which I think today is a little bit warmer than it is in Denver. Welcome to the Integrate and Ignite podcast, Danita. Oh, I'm so
0: glad to be here. Welcome.
1: (laughs) Well, I tell you, you've got a topic that people are listening to, diving into, changing their mindset about, I think, day in and day out. At what point, you've got this rich corporate background with big, big positions. At what point did you know you wanted to pivot And write this book that we're going to get more into today.
0: Well, the pivot happened about five years ago when I was uh, just having a general conversation with my 23-year-old son, Weston. And he'd been to a leadership conference and I was just debriefing, hey, you know, which speaker did you like best and those types of things. And right in the middle of the conversation that we were having over the phone, he stopped and he said, mom, I have a message For you, and there was such a change in his his voice and his gravitas. I thought I better pay attention to this. Wow! And then that's when it came. He said, "Mom, you must prioritize passing your leadership and wisdom on to the next generation." Nice. And that was the pivot.
1: Yeah. Now, where were you still with Xerox at that time or Starkey? or You had so many big positions. And, and it, you know, it was that inspiration that ultimately said, you know, to you and your heart and your mind at the same time, okay, I've got to do something. And it's it's now.
0: It is. I had, um, at the time, I was uh, running Sales Growth Specialist, which is a consulting company that Works with mid sized kind of high tech companies. So that's where I was focused. And I was clearly focused on, you know, great clients and great results. And I had my to do list in place and I was on track. So this pivot to focus on the millennials, especially as it relates to leadership and sales. Oh, it was indeed a shift for me.
1: It's interesting, isn't it? So I've got to ask very quickly, your son's Jeremiah, right? Weston. Weston, okay. Where is, what's Weston
0: doing today? Uh, currently, Weston is uh, doing sales, uh, sales support with an automation company in Minneapolis.
1: So Weston is following his mother's footstep on some level. <laughs> so what? the reason I ask is, you know, my father started this agency 35, 37, 38 years ago, my goodness now. And he retired four or five years ago. Uh-huh. And he knew that I would ultimately um, get into BizDev. You know, at the time it was just called sales because that's, that was his lifeblood prior to starting the agency, and he recalls this story of me wanting this beautiful prom dress that at the time, 1985, was $300, a lot of money, right? A lot of Uh, money. And there was a $300 dress and a $100 dress, and I did the pros and cons of each dress and ultimately got him (laughs) to buy me the $300 dress. (laughs) So there's this big joke in the family about you know you grow up in a sales environment and you definitely follow your parents footsteps.
0: Oh, well, you know, one of the biggest fears I have with grandchildren <laughs> is that I'm pretty sure that the main thing they're going to learn from me is how to keep a great to-do list. Oh.
1: <laughs> okay, so that's not a bad thing. Let's <laughs> let's get back into the reason we're talking today, which is all about your notebook, millennials matter. Tell us what you want the big takeaway to be from a business leader
0: reading the book today? Great question. The big takeaway, uh, is for us to prioritize literally what my my son's call to me, because I believe it's a call from this generation to us. Let's, instead of, complaining and rolling our eyes whenever we hear the word millennial, let's get actively engaged in coaching, in mentoring, in building up this next generation of leaders. So my my purpose is to uh, energize and equip senior leaders to get involved in leadership development for the millennials that are in their life and their spheres of influence. Now, in the book,
1: you talk about just that. What are some key tips that you can provide our listeners today on how they can energize themselves and the, you know, their four generations quite frankly within the workforce.
0: For me to have the conversation with Uh, my son, and I have two other millennial children. So for me to sit down and actually listen to them and hear their stories and hear their dreams and see what they want to accomplish and to not judge, uh, but to actually listen. And then as this listening happens, this authentic listening, we find that they are very open to us, they're very open to learning, and the side benefit is that we grow in our own leadership and that we grow in ourselves. So it really becomes a a win win relationship if we'll take the time and the effort to get engaged.
1: Yeah, you know, I totally agree. I, I think all too often people, and, and you know, over the last twelve months, the topic point, the talking point surrounding millennials has shifted a little bit, because I think. It, for the most part, CEOs and upper management were were pushing out a negative message with vengeance. And yes. it's starting to take hold that you know they are the, the, the generation today, period. Mm-hmm. And we need to be able to tackle it with respect. And, and one of the, the areas that I think has worked really well, even within the confines of my small agency right here, we've got 12 full-time people and eight contract folks that work for us is reverse mentoring Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: it to me is something, and and I mean that reverse mentoring. So I have been doing this almost 30 years now and I have team members that have been doing, have been in the marketing world for five. We can teach each other a lot.
0: Oh my goodness. Yes.
1: And as comment on that for me, if you would.
0: Well, I think, you know, it's, As we look at all the disruption that's happening in the market, all of our businesses, all of our industries are filled with disruption. So we need to have new and fresh ideas about how to develop new products and services, about how to tap new markets. And that is going to come from the intersection and the integration of what we know are some proven business practices and with the intersection of this insights the different perspectives that the millennials bring to the team it is the only way i believe that our businesses will survive
1: well and you bring up a real important point and of course you you talk about this in the book as well which is identifying and tackling the real millennial challenges and a challenge to to you and I is very, very different than a challenge to a millennial. And what is happening with a lot of boomer um, and Gen X managers out there is that they don't look at a, a challenge a millennial has as a true challenge because they can't relate to it. Can you address that as well?
0: That's a great question. You know, as I think about the, uh, the millennials that I work with, that... Actually, at the root, there are a lot of human human being challenges. Right. <laughs> so, you know, for example, when I talked with business leaders, uh, 60% of the business leaders said that they had challenges in working with millennials. And there were three areas that they identified. Issues that they called character, confidence, and collaboration. And all three of those are issues... That are part of the leadership journey as part of the leadership journey, we are always getting character tests, we always have to make a decision between uh, right and wrong short term and long term. That's leadership, right? We always, if we're being the leaders that we should be, I would submit that we are always stretching our comfort zone. We have a growth mindset. We're always looking to take wherever we're at and expand it. Right. That's the leadership journey. Wherever we're at, we need to go. And same with collaboration. No matter how skilled we are from a you know, with emotional IQ and communication strategies and conflict resolution, there are always new opportunities where, as the leader, we get to stretch and we need to grow.
1: I totally agree. And I think those people that don't relate to what you've just said, are really dim- diminishing, di- diminishing their ability to lead in a very, very proactive way. And, and it's almost as though, and, and we've all seen this, and, and I think the percentage is very, very small, quite frankly, because I'm sure like you, you work with you know awesome people.
0: Awesome people. Yeah. Yes. But,
1: but the bottom line though, is you do see some leaders just refusing to adapt. To the, and it doesn't even have to be a leader. It is, it is team members as well.
0: Absolutely. Um, so this
1: is a bigger issue than just leadership in general. It is team members, you know, within that millennial and, and upper Gen X mindset really being a, I'm sorry, the boomer upper Gen X mindset really wanting to interact and understanding the millennial. And I will say... It's vice versa as well.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And what's, what's interesting is, so for instance, when I'm doing uh, sales development work with a company to help get them back on the growth track, and I talk with the president uh, about the shifts and changes that need to happen, it is his responsibility to make the changes and the decisions that are needed. Right. Right. When I talk with the sales leader who's complaining about the salespeople and the president of the company, it's that sales leader's responsibility to manage up, manage down, and to do whatever they can to create a healthy growth culture. Right. Right. And then when I talk with the salespeople who are complaining about everybody and anything, my challenge is still the same. This is an opportunity for you to step up to leadership, to take ownership and to determine what you can do in your world to lead up, lead out. And Um, and so it's the
1: same thing. It is. And at the end of the day, you've got to be able to tap into the millennial strengths and talents in order to achieve that. What are some best practices there?
0: Well, uh, one best practice is to see millennials as individuals, not as a generation. I like that. That's how you and I want to be
1: interacted with. That's how we are interacted with. I think the millennial generation, because of all of this bad and unfair publicity over the last many years, they've all been glopped together Yes, uh, and and you can't see the forest or, or the trees through the forest with them. Absolutely. So that's
0: number one. Uh, treat as individuals. The next, uh, 91% of them want a coach or mentor, not a boss. Uh. So that shifts, You know that goes back to this reverse mentoring. It goes back to listening. It's recognizing that we all have uh, strengths that we bring to the table, that we're all on a journey. So let's learn from each other, grow from each other. Um, and leverage those skills and talents and gifts that we have to accomplish the common objective. So that's important.
1: Now, in order to do that, we we as we would approach any team member, we need to make sure that we're really developing uh, capabilities uh, within our team, so that they are constantly growing and becoming better and better and better and better. I think um, those you know, we already know that. Millennials don't last at a job today as long as many of us did um, in our careers but if you are doing that reverse mentoring and if you are building their capabilities, you've got more of a chance of keeping them longer term. What advice can you provide our listeners today on developing the capabilities in that next generation of leaders that we know actually perhaps approach character as a piece of that?
0: Mm-hmm. So in in my experience, again, when we're working with high performance sales organizations and Um, I love, I love tying sales and leadership together because in order to be a, a trusted advisor salesperson, you have to have strong internal and external leadership skills. So for me, uh, the two come together, right? So when I think of, as we study high performance sales organizations, we find that 50% of the sales manager's time is invested in coaching and mentoring that their salesperson, their their business development person, 50%. Wow. And that's very different from what we observed 10 years ago. When we did benchmarking 10 years ago, it was maybe 25%. That role of the, the leader, the coach, the mentor has been elevated. And I, you know, I would submit for it's a couple of reasons. One is that there's so much disruption, the world is changing so much, and we need to have a, a high degree of collaboration so that we can act, so that we can create, we can come up with best ideas and best strategies.
1: I'm having this epiphany as you and I are talking, and I have one-to-ones with my team at least once a month, um, sometimes more often. Mm -hmm. And I am going to add into the mix. I've just decided that I'm going to add in a reverse mentoring program. I'm going to divide up the the generations by Boomer and Gen X and um, Millennials, and we're going to reverse mentor. And I think it would be just such a strong consideration for our listeners today as well. You know, what could you do to divide your teams up, to reverse mentor, um, to grow the character that we're talking about on, Mm -hmm. on both sides?
0: On both sides. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, one of the other observations that I'm sure we both had, which is critical for leadership today, is that you, as a leader, you have to be crystal clear in creating a compelling vision of where you're going, where the company is going, the good that you bring to the world. Right. Right. And if you're not able to do that, so if you're not able to create a clear, compelling vision about how you serve and you're not able to build their own leadership capacity and competencies up, they will go somewhere else.
1: They will. And, and it's all about being able to answer why as well. Why are we doing what we do each and every day? And when you get to the heart, when brands get to the heart of, of asking that question, then the business becomes more meaningful. Yes. And when a business becomes more meaningful, not just, you know, manufacturing widgets or delivering a service, but it becomes more meaningful than the entire team, let alone millennials, feel a part of something bigger. And that is where ultimately we create atmospheres and cultures of longevity, uh, which is needed. Absolutely.
0: One of the um, ideas I introduce in Millennials Matter is a concept called Life's Core Purpose that was developed by a friend of mine, uh, Jeff Pelletier. And uh, he has a process by which he leads... Uh, via an online system two things one is discovering what is our core competence meaning what do we do well all the time we like wake up in the morning and even before our cup of coffee we're doing well (laughs) (laughs) and then next how does that align with our core passion those things that we care about all the time so as a company as a leader in a company As we get clarity on that, which relates to our why, and we can work with our millennial to help them get clear on their core competency, their core passion, their why, we can create alignment and synergy. And that gets engagement, it gets performance, it gets retention, it gets us everything we want. Right.
1: Right. Now, in the book, you also talk about building a bench of engaged and focused young team players. Can you please comment on that for us?
0: Well, as we're, so as a leader, what you're, one of the goals that you're looking to do is to raise up people around you who can replace you. So you want to, it's, it's about building capacity, about building great leaders. It's about building the future. It is about building the future. And so when you begin to think at every level of the organization that you're starting uh, to build that, you know, I have kind of a well, I, I have a comment that I often mention to parents that are raising young children that seems to apply <laughs> 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 And when they're frustrated and they're you know ready to pull their hair out, I say, remember that you are raising a Moses, uh, a biblical character, Moses, you're raising David, a biblical character that you are raising world leaders. And I would submit that if we as leaders look at everybody on our team that we are raising up leaders that will have a positive impact on the world, that it can change uh, some of our conversations. Right.
1: And and it should. Now, can you... I I can't wait for people to to pick up your book uh, because I think these are, are really, really good key points. And it's nothing... Too difficult. It's just a juxtaposition, if you will, that we need to make with mindset. And let's not forget about the point that the rest of the team, you know, within the within the boomer and and genics mindsets also need to change. Um, but, But with all that said, do you have a great case study that you can share with us today where you were able to transform an environment? Uh, within with all these confines that we've talked about, and and you've seen big change and and
0: success. So, I'm thinking of a uh, a client that uh, I've been working with who has a uh, their s- seasoned salespeople had been very successful, but they had no bench. They had no young millennials that they were bringing in to uh, take over take over, in a sense from this uh, group of baby boomers that all were going to be retiring within a five-year time frame of each other. I mean, right. <laughs> it really was kind of a scary uh, picture as you began looking at it. So, um, so uh, we set up a different learn, uh hiring, and development track. You know, first we need to take a look at making certain that we're bringing the right people into the organization. Um, and uh, so we have a proven process for hiring, especially in the the biz de- biz development and sales arena. Right, proven process there. And then once they're on board. Making certain that we've got a uh, development track, a growth track that involves growing uh, their skills, growing their knowledge of the industry, knowing uh, how they can become this trusted advisor that they look up to. Right. How do they become trusted advisors with their clients?
1: You know, I should have asked this question more clearly um at the onset of our interview. And and let's face facts, there are some leaders out there today that are not going to want to hear anything more about the millennials. And they are just pushing it aside. What leadership mindset and style outlook, you know, however you want to comment on it, do you feel is absolutely necessary in order to succeed with this very important generation?
0: I actually believe that the the core, the center, uh, is character. That we as leaders need to have a clear, authentic character. And if I could just read a quick a couple of sentences that i've written in millennials matter it says character is very important to millennials they see broken families corrupt governments impoverished nation and acts of terror they know that our world is in desperate need of good characters they want to see that people are who they say they are that they are doing great work and they want to join companies that have a greater purpose and aren't just about making money.
1: It's something so much bigger, isn't it?
0: It is so much bigger. It's it's so much bigger. And now as so from a leadership philosophy, what I have found is that internal character is what flows out from us and impacts every single decision, every single relationship, every role. It impacts everything that we do. And so for us as leaders to be aware, cognizant and reflective of that, and to also train, mentor and coach upcoming leaders to be aware is it's that internal perspective, that guide, that moral compass that fuels our ability to have long-term sustainable growth wherever we're at.
1: I tell you, Danita Bai, I have enjoyed this conversation. The book is Millennials Matter. Proven Strategies for Building Your Next-Gen Leader. And of course, you can uh, purchase the book on Amazon. Let's not forget that 91% of millennials want a coach or a mentor, not a boss. Thank you for appearing on the Integrate and Ignite podcast.
0: Thank you. This episode is complete, but the inspiration has just begun. Head over to com for show notes and more aha moments. Tune in regularly to ignite your integrated business and marketing strategies with Lori Jones and the Integrate and Ignite Podcast.